0: Today on In Grace, the quest to rebuild the Jewish Temple.
1: Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi,
0: this is Jim Scudder, and today we have another exciting Friday and weekend edition of In Grace for you. As you know, Monday through Thursday, uh, we feature Bible teaching from the pulpit of the Quentin Road Baptist Church in the Chicago area, and I love preaching, and that's my main passion. That's my number one duty is to be a pastor and to preach, but I also love to go places and share things with you. Today, we're going to be going to Israel, and we're going to be interviewing rabbis that are Part of the red heifers that are now in Israel and the ceremony that's going to take place to prepare Israel for the third temple. Now, I'll just tell you this Jesus has come and he's fulfilled the law and the prophets. I don't need the temple. You don't need the temple to, to fellowship with God. But we do know that Jesus frequented the temple. He called it his father's house. We know there's a temple in the millennium, Ezekiel tells us. This temple, that the third temple that will be rebuilt that we're talking about today, will be desecrated by the Antichrist but I still believe the people's hearts are pure that want to build it. They believe that this building of the temple will help in the relationship with the Lord. Again, the veil has been torn when Jesus died on the cross, so we don't need that to access God. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost, but I still think it's intriguing, especially as it's fulfilling Bible prophecy. So, we're going to be featuring part two today here on the radio. I really think you're going to want to see this, and I'll tell you in a minute how you can get the video, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Just before I tell you how to get that, let me also tell you that we would love to show you Alaska. We're going to do an In Grace creation cruise to Alaska. We have a creation speaker, Bruce Malone, who's coming. We have Majesty Music that's going to be doing music for us as we gather each evening. I'll be teaching. We'll be with you the whole time, sharing and eating with you and having a wonderful time. We'd love for you to come to Alaska. No vaccine required. It's time to go travel and see this beautiful, beautiful place. And by cruise ship is the best way to do it. So if you want to find out more about our cruise, to Alaska, go to our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com, and there click on travel, click on the Alaska cruise, and you'll get the free brochure, or you can call us and we'll send it to you, one 800 Grace. 1 800 78 Grace. Also, many of you are excited about an event we're having March 12th on a Sunday. We're having the 70th Secretary of State Mike Pompeo come to our church to speak. He's also going to be part of an interview I'm doing with him on stage on Sunday. March 12th. And that's at 11 o'clock. That's a free event. And we'd love for you to find out more information on our website, ingraceradio.com. Now, if you don't live anywhere near Chicago uh, and you you still are interested in this, you can watch it live streamed on that day, 11 o'clock central. Go to the Quentin Road Baptist Church's website. There you can click on it. And we're going to be making an In Grace episode out of my interview with him. So you'll be able to be blessed. So pray about that. I'm really thankful for a man that moved the embassy, of the United States to Jerusalem, who helped create the Abraham Accords, and who knows the Lord. And so I'm excited for having Mike Pompeo, and I'm looking forward to meeting him. Hopefully you can be here with us and join in on this wonderful event. Go to ingraceradio.com. For more information, ingraceradio.com for more information. Now, how do you get the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple? The video series. Well, you can either get the DVD or digital download. When you make a gift of any amount to InGrace, that money whatever that amount is, is going to be used by God to make sure more people hear the message of hope, the message of salvation. And you're going to get this great video that tells you all the details about this incredible third temple that is going to be rebuilt. Now, if your gift is $35 or more, we're going to send you a second video series. This one's an eight-part series filmed in Israel, filmed in all filmed in Jerusalem, And feature some really incredible people, Bible prophecy people like Joel Rosenberg, Randall Price, Menno Kalischer, Mark Robinson. I'm on there teaching about the book of Revelation. You're gonna get that and the prophecy chart, Armageddon's Dawn. All of these three materials are gonna be really helpful teaching you or reminding you what the Bible has to say about the end times. So to get any of these things, may I ask for you to call us 1-800-78-GRACE,
1: 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to our website anytime, ingraceradio.com. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
0: Last time, we found ourselves in a cow pasture in Texas that would lead us on an amazing journey of filming five red heifers destined for the ceremony related to rebuilding the Jewish Temple. We learned that the Temple Mount in Jerusalem has an amazing history from Abraham offering Isaac to David's purchase of the land to Solomon's glorious temple to Nebuchadnezzar's destruction of it, to a less grand rebuilding after the captivity, to Herod's grand embellishment of the temple and the platform, to Jesus' many visits to the temple, to his prophecy of its destruction. This time, we're gonna tell you the story of five red heifers arrival in Israel and talk to the two rabbis responsible for helping make it happen, but first, we're gonna examine the roadblocks for rebuilding the Jewish temple. A huge question to be answered is this, where was the temple originally? While the vast majority of scholars have correctly said that it was built on the Temple Mount, a theory that has gained popularity claims the temple was to the south of the Temple Mount, either on what's called the Ophel, or down even lower in the City of David. There's a major problem with both locations, their size. Neither is large enough to fit the temple. Also, 1 Kings 8 and 2 Chronicles 5 state that the priests took the Ark of the Covenant out of the City of David and up to the new temple. The alternate location theory has been proposed because of a major roadblock to rebuilding the temple, the Dome of the Rock. The idea of the Dome of the Rock's removal to make way for the temple has always sparked fears of World War III. This is the big problem for those wanting to rebuild the temple. But we recently had the opportunity to go inside, not only to the Dome of the Rock, but also to the third most holy mosque in Islam, Al-Aqsa. It's amazing to know that there's so much history here in this place on the Temple Mount. It's a remarkable history and it's not finished. There's more to come here. We're getting exclusive access into the Dome of the Rock Obviously, this is a real big problem if there is going to be a rebuilt third temple, um, but it's fascinating to be in here. I haven't been in this place for a long, long time, and it, uh, there's just a lot of sense of history here. It's really incredible. So we're just in the Dome of the Rock. Now we're gonna go into Al-Aqsa Mosque. Again, we don't usually get access to go inside these buildings, so this is very special. This is a magnificent place, very old, and it is
1: pretty in its own right.
0: After touring both buildings, I asked our guide about the Jewish claim to the Temple Mount. He told us that Al-Aqsa was not just the gray-domed mosque, but the entire Temple Mount, which they call Al-Haram Al-Sharif, which means the Noble Sanctuary. That is the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Yes. And that is uh, the Dome no, of the Rock. No, 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 no. So, this is
2: not Al-Aqsa Mosque. That is not. No. Al-Aqsa Mosque is the compound.
0: Is there a name for the compound in Al-Aqsa Arabic?
2: No. Al-Aqsa Mosque. In the Quran, yeah, it's Al-Aqsa. Al-Aqsa in Arabic means the furthest right. mosque from Mecca to Jerusalem in that time, I mean. And the highest, the supreme.
0: So a mosque isn't just where people go to pray so, exactly. and face east. It's the, it's the whole a compound. Oh,
2: no. Uh, Any building outside could be a mosque, but not everything would be Al-Aqsa because Al-Aqsa is this building, not this. Sorry, Al-Aqsa is the land, not the building.
0: The claim that the entire Temple Mount is Al-Aqsa, not just the building we were just in, is false. It's a new claim that doesn't line up with Islamic history. Some are saying this because they don't want the Jews to pray on the Temple Mount, let alone rebuild their temple here. Our guide told me that as a good Muslim, he believes the Bible. So I asked him, since he believes the Bible, he must believe that the Jewish temple once stood here.
2: I will not destroy my building for them to rebuild the temple. This is my country. I'm here now, even if there is a temple before, I don't care. This is my building, this is my land now. I'm here now. Everybody cares, everybody needs a solution, but do you think there's a solution? There's no solution. The Israelis will not respect anything even any treason. And the problem that most of the powerful countries all around the earth are supporting, the terrorism, I mean, we are under occupation since 48.
0: Our Temple Mount guide called Israel terrorists and occupiers? This is also not true. Israel has the legal claim to the land of Israel, and especially here on the Temple Mount. King David purchased the threshing floor from Aruna the Jebusite, And in 1947, the United Nations Partition Plan divided up what was known then as Mandatory Palestine, giving the Jews and Arabs land. The Jews accepted this, but the Arabs were not satisfied with the Jews having any land and attacked Israel numerous times with the goal of driving them into the sea. Every time the Arabs attacked Israel, they lost ground. Israel is not the occupier nor the terrorist. They are the only democracy in the Middle East surrounded by monarchies and dictatorships. Israel, the only sanctuary for the Jewish people in our dangerous world, has the right to exist and also to defend itself.
2: With their automatic weapons, with the guns, with the machine guns, it's provocation every single day. This is what we are feeling here. This is what we are facing every single day. Every single step in our life struggles here.
0: As you can see, these issues are complex, volatile, and go back decades, centuries, and even millennia. While I do feel for the plight of the Palestinians, their leadership will not even entertain solutions, therefore perpetuating the Palestinian hardships.
1: You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr., Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch InGrace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful end-times prophecy chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish Temple. Call now 800 78 Grace or order on our secure website ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047.
0: Frankie Snyder, the small finds expert at the Shiloh excavations, first saw the lead curse tablet from Mount Ebal in her wet sift tray. While interviewing her about that amazing find for another In Grace episode, she surprised me by telling me that the curse tablet was not the thing she was most proud of finding.
3: It was figuring out the pattern for the Jewish temple tiles. The project just started in 2004, but I came in in 2007 and I started noticing all these different geometric tiles that they were finding. And I asked one of the archaeologists one day, is anybody trying to go back and reassemble these or figure out what kind of patterns they you know, might have been part of? And she said, no, right now we're just collecting them and cataloging them. Do you want to try that? And I said, sure. As a math major, I like geometry. I'll give it a try. And it turned out to be my career for the next 14 years was reassembling floor tiles back into their original patterns. At first, when I started with the material at the Temple Mount, they thought maybe all of them were King Herod, because they knew that King Herod had used beautiful tiles on the Temple Mount. But as I began to study the different kinds of tiles that we had, or different kinds that were used here in Israel, we found out that they had uh, this type of flooring, which is called opus tilling. Um, it w- was used... First in King Herod's time, but you have to, you know, study what Herod was doing and then make your best guess, and that's that's what I did with these to try to reconstruct the floors that Jesus and his disciples would have walked on, that um, the ancestors of all the Jews here would have walked on when they were up there in the in the first century. That's amazing. really neat. And
0: those that want to uh, rebuild the temple, third temple. Yes. Uh, do you know if they're interested in? what?
3: They know about my patterns. Yes. <laughs> So I don't know, you know, if that's what they're going to use, but it makes sense if they're going to try to replicate as close as they can what was left from the second temple, then this may be part of it. Which something I never thought I'd be doing, which was, you know, helping to design the floors of the third temple. Another big
0: roadblock to rebuilding the temple might be something that's not there at all: the Ark of the Covenant. The location of the Ark of the Covenant is the subject of movies and imaginations. It is thought to have been hidden away before Nebuchadnezzar ransacked the temple. While there are many theories of the current location, none are as intriguing to me as the possibility that the prophet Jeremiah hid the Ark in a cave in Qumran. This was the subject of the In Grace series, The Copper Scroll. But since the second temple is thought to have been in operation without the Ark of the Covenant, so might the third temple operate without it as well. Or, in God's perfect timing, it will be found, and that itself may lead to rebuilding the temple in Israel. There are many hurdles to rebuilding the temple, but one idea has grabbed my attention. While talking to a rabbi, he suggested that there may be an agreement to leave the Al-Aqsa Mosque where it is. He said that because Islam does not use graven images and they worship only one God, they might be willing to leave that in place. Interestingly, the book of Revelation suggests that this may actually happen. In chapter 11, it says, but the court which is without the temple leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall they tread underfoot 40 and two months. Could this refer to the Al-Aqsa Mosque staying in place, even with the third temple in operation? Some will say impossible, but I'm just telling you what a very informed rabbi told me. And he said, of course, the Dome of the Rock would need to be moved, and he suggested moving it to Mecca or Medina or somewhere in a Palestinian area. All of this seems unlikely to happen anytime soon, but who knows, it may be part of a peace deal, a seven-year peace deal, one that the Bible predicts will be confirmed by the Antichrist. Before the temple can be used, a very special ceremony must take place first, and that brings us back to the Red Heifers. Ty, do you think maybe a few years ago you would ever have imagined you being here today at a church with a red heifer? No. What's the story? How did this all come to be?
4: Oh, gosh. A few months ago, my brother had met a, a, an evangelist, so they had gotten to be friends, and he had told him that he was involved with a group of people that were looking for a red Angus heifer for the, mm. for the sacrifice to the temple. Mm. And so i went back and and started studying about that in numbers 19 about the requirements right and was fascinated to, to find out that moses dedicated a red heifer and there have been nine more dedicated since then and this would be number 10 and the hebrew people today believe the rabbis tell me that this will be the 10th heifer and they believe it'll be the one that'll usher in the the coming of Moshiach.
0: Okay, so you have the heifers being born, but you have pretty quickly a problem, and that is you ranchers tag the ear
4: That's of right. these calves. We had uh, already tagged all the calves, and so when Robert came, I said, well, you know, he said they can't have a they can't have an ear tag. And I said, well, I've got you know a couple hundred out there, but they all have ear tags, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to be able to help you. And so we said, "Well, let's let's drive around and look, anyways." And we did. And, and as we were driving around, we came back and we hadn't found anything. And my brother and, and the rabbis and I we said a little prayer and said, "Well, let's let's go one more time." And, and about that time, this mama cow with this baby calf came walking out of the woods. Oh no kidding! <laughs> and we hadn't tagged it yet. So uh, so we were all excited, and they went over and looked at it. Said said. This one's solid red. And and these two rabbis went to examining this calf and all of a sudden they go to crying and then they get all excited and they get on the telephone and I'm hearing all this Hebrew, I don't know what they're saying, (laughs) but I can tell they're excited.
0: To bring this red heifer and four others into Israel, many bureaucratic, logistic, and financial hurdles had to be overcome. After months of effort, five red heifers landed at Ben-Gurion Airport in Israel to much joy and celebration. The song they are singing is about the Holy Temple. Now that the five red heifers from Texas are in Israel, they'll be monitored very closely to see if they develop any defects or blemishes. After re-inspection, when they are two years old, if any pass that inspection, the animal will be killed and burned. The ashes would be mixed with water and be used to cleanse the entire nation before temple sacrifices could begin. This ceremony must take place on the Mount of Olives, in line of sight to the entrance of where the temple stood. The problem is that that part of the Mount of Olives is mostly Arab owned, and they would not be in favor of such a ceremony. So a group of Jews covertly purchased a piece of land on the Mount of Olives that fits the criteria. And this is where we were able to interview Rabbi Saki Mamo about the red heifer. We have the mission in our generation. We're born after 2000 years that the temple not exists in our world.
1: And we have to research, we have to look, we have to work and to try to understand, and
0: at the same time, to do. I'd like to end this episode on the land, on the Mount of Olives, designated for the Red Heifer Ceremony, to share with you some really good news those that have received by faith Jesus, Yeshua, as savior, those that have believed in him, trusted in him, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So yes, there was a temple standing on the Temple Mount behind me. And the Bible predicts there will be a temple one day. But what's important is that you are connected to God, that you know, that you know, that you're on your way to heaven, that you've been redeemed, that you've been saved. And the Bible makes it very clear that we're sinners, that we've messed up, that our, Our ancestors, Adam and Eve, sinned and and that's been passed on. All have sinned and all have come short of the glory of God. But there's good news to that. And the good news is that God loves you and wanted to redeem you. And the only way to do that was to send the perfect human sacrifice, the one that would fulfill all the types and the feasts of the temple and the tabernacle. And that one person came and he completed the law and the prophets entirely and perfectly. His name is Yeshua, Jesus. He died on a cross here in Jerusalem. He was buried and in three days he rose again. So the story of Christianity, the true story of the Bible is that you can be saved from your sins by simple faith and trust in Jesus and him alone. My friends, that is the best news in the entire world.
1: You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr., Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch InGrace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful end times prophecy chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today. To order The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, call now 800-78 Grace or order on our secure website ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's word and his world on In Grace Radio.